What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Bachelor in Paradise Breakdown Vile Files edition. I am your host, Nick, joined by the ladies, Allie and Amanda. And we have a fantastic guest for you today, Elizabeth Wagmeister of Variety Magazine. You make that sound so fancy. I, I, I feel like it's fancy. It is fancy. You seem fairly fancy I, to me. You're doing a lot of fancy things. I mean, sophisticated. sophisticated. There we go. Is that worse or better than fancy? <laughs> I, I think it's much better. Sophisticated. Prestigious. Fan- oh. Fancy. Is I feel like, like you're doing important things. things. I should come here every day. Yeah, I feel like you're, <laughs> yeah. Like you're you selective in your stories that you're right. You're an investigative journalist. Mm-hmm. You're, you dig deep. You've. And then pu- I cover The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You know, <laughs> makes me feel better about myself. We also like to do some serious conversations about serious things with serious people. And mm-hmm. we also cover Bachelor in Paradise. We all need a little bit of uh, guilty pleasure. Uh, before we get into breaking down Bachelor in Paradise, just a couple housewarming. Uh, no, housekeeping? Housewarming? Keeping. Not, not housewarming. It's not housewarming. It's housekeeping. Yikes. Uh, we have a great episode for you that's out now already. I'm, unless you're listening to this right after the episode. Uh, Amelie Zilber is our guest uh, on our Wednesday episode. Again, probably out now. So at, right when you get done with uh, this episode, uh, just keep listening, Amelie. Just a really uh, impressive uh, woman um, who's done a lot of great things at such an early age and just a fascinating conversation with her. I really enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, anything else we need to be aware of? Next uh, next week, Bachelor in Paradise recap, Kit and Bree are going to be with us live. Not live, but from New York. I'm going to New York. And so... Like live from New York. Yeah, it's Saturday Kit night. Tuesday morning. Uh, so maybe we'll get some insights, maybe some behind the scenes. I think they both are friends with Piper and maybe Brent. And like, well, what's going on? Like, what did they know? Who knew? Who knew? Did did Serena know? Seems to be a big question. I feel like Serena knew. Serena knew. They all talk. I want to join you guys in New York. I want to know welcome, who knew. Welcome to come on by. Okay, coming. Uh, so that will be next next week for the Bachelor Paradise recap. Well, let's just get, let's get to the episode. Um, the season, uh, the season, this episode picks up with uh, Joe making out with Serena, thirty feet away uh, from Kendall. Kendall's awkward. We get like it was kind of funny. It's like a different point of view. I was like, oh, what else happened? And it, we were just getting a different angle. Um, this episode for me was a. I like this episode. It's it, we had a handful of what felt like real genuine mm-hmm. conversations that were even like relatable to like real world things. Like when when Marissa was just like, I want to tell him how I feel, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid of the answer I'll get. So maybe I just won't say how I feel. Like we talk about that all the time in our ass next. I mean, it's such a real mm-hmm. world thing where people are just like, you know what? I'm not going to say what I want because like I'd rather have half of you than none of you mm-hmm. and and very relatable 
uh, obviously the Riley with his father story, real, genuine, and, and meaningful. And then we just had a bunch of performative bullshit conversations about falling in love and people just like, I guess we're, is it, is it time to say we're falling in love? All right. And, and it was a lot of that. The Kendall and Joe conversation, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm curious your take, Elizabeth, because while it was it was heartfelt and 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 Joe and Kendall had a very real relationship mm-hmm. outside of paradise and they dated for a couple of years and so we kind of felt Kendall's pain and we we that that Joe very you know sweet and empathetic and they clearly a lot of respect between the two but I, my frustration with Kendall despite her hurt and her mm-hmm. pain is you're 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 not really doing anything you have the keys of the car, the answer to the playbook, the answer to the test, whatever it is. Like, and she wants to talk to Joe. She wants to sit with Joe. She doesn't really go for it. She doesn't. Do you uh, want to move to Chicago? Right. So here's my thing. I don't get why she's there. Either do I. Because like you said, very real relationship, more than a year, right? Like a year and a, yeah, half, a year and a half they were together. I. I mean, great TV. Like, I'm glad that they're there because we get to watch it. Thank you. But if I am Kendall, and I I should say, I like my heart was breaking for her watching her. And when she's in the car, I'm like, this is so sad. But this is a real relationship. Why didn't you pick up the phone before? Yeah. To wait to get to the beach and then talk about all this there. And he had already developed this very real relationship, which, by the way, I completely believe. Like, Joe and Serena. You buy it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I buy it. No, I don't. Oh, do you, you look like you don't buy uh, it. No, well, compared to Kenny and Mari, I definitely oh, well, buy that. it. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, my. But, okay, we we have differing opinions. You, but, you but buy we'll them. But we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay, we'll yeah, wait. Yeah, we'll wait. But no, uh, so. No, I, I do. I, I buy them, yeah. Yeah. So, I just I don't really understand why Kendall is there and save this for a TV moment. And that makes me feel even more bad for her because now you're doing this with cameras. And you know this better than anyone else. Like I haven't been on The Bachelor. I haven't been on a reality show. I would imagine when you have cameras around you and you're dealing with this fallout from a very real relationship, it makes it even worse because maybe you have a moment where you're like, holy shit, there's all these cameras around me and I'm devastated and I'm embarrassed now. Totally. And we spent, uh, we had Justin and his brother Christian on last week and we talked a lot about kind of the hypocrisy of many of the cast people and, you know, there was what Brendan and Piper did, but you said, again, saw a lot of it this episode where, you know, they're again a lot of performative. They're they're saying things they would never say in the real world mm-hmm. because they're in paradise. And you know, Kendall and Joe again. This you have this real relationship. Justin was a little critical of Joe last week because he was like, "How could Joe make out with a girl he's known for a couple of weeks, Serena, in front of his ex girlfriend, a woman he says he's loved, had a real relationship thirty mm-hmm. feet away?" And I actually. And I, I challenged Justin last week and thought more about it this week. And I, I'm and I agree with you, you know, for all the times that I defend cast people when audience, when, when Bachelor Nation will say, you know what you signed up for? And I'm like, you don't until you're there. Right. But Kendall does. She's been there. Mm-hmm. She knows how this works. And so she like if you haven't noticed this beach they're on is a 
isolated area that's like a hundred yards. It's <laughs> it's a TV set. With it's sand a TV underneath set, it. and exactly. so like you know that like you're all just kind of watching each other having these awkward like quote unquote dates on the beach. Uh, you're seeing people have conversations, and everyone's like it's like this kind of very PG. Uh, like orgy essentially where everyone's like on all these be like mm-hmm. you're all like hanging out making out on these like uh love beds right and you just that's just how it is right so kendall and kendall also we kendall lied i'm lied i believe kendall lied mm-hmm. in the sense that was she, very journalistic of you <laughs> i believe well, I, allegedly allegedly <laughs> yes. well because i've been a little bit more assertive in my opinion you're, you're like, getting, you don't know you're <laughs> getting fancier today yeah. and more sophisticated yeah, just for my own <laughs> yeah. mental health right um i believe that kendall lied when she said to joe when they were like well why did you come here and mm-hmm. kendall goes well i think we came for the same reason no joe as he pointed out to kendall i came because I thought we were done. Done, right. And I was given an opportunity and mm-hmm. I, whatever, whatever. Kendall, uh, I know through conversations I've heard and what I believe just watching it is that she found out Joe was going to paradise, mm-hmm. called him up and said, can I come? They were like, absolutely. Right. She, she showed up, did a beeline for, we watched Kendall walk onto the beach, did a beeline for Joe. Hey, butthead. Hey, butthead. And Joe's <laughs> like, good. yeah. And Joe's like, Hey, no, I'm doing this thing and right. blah, blah, blah. And Kendall like was like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I'll stay, mm-hmm. which you have a right to do. It's totally fine. But at that moment, you opted in and you knew what you signed up for. You signed up to watch Joe, who told you he was pursuing this other relationship, make out with mm-hmm. and do whatever Joe and, and Serena P want to do right in your face. I agree. And I so I, I agree with you and I disagree with Justin because I don't think it's a problem that Joe was making out with Serena. Like, of either. course, yeah. nobody wants to see their ex make out with someone else. But just think about the real world. If you had broken up with someone that you dated for a year and a half and you go to a bar exactly, and that person moved on and you see them making out with someone, you're going to feel terrible. Yeah. But they have every right to do that. You broke up. And be there. And and be there. And maybe it was a bar that you guys frequented together. And so you knew. You knew. And then you're also back at the bar, which is why you're Mutual friends. Yeah, you're back at the bar. You guys kind of, your group of friends hung out at. And you guys didn't negotiate who gets the bar and the divorce. Right, exactly. Like I have, we all have friends who do things like that, right? Where they're like, I want to see this. I want to create drama. That is so not me. I'm like a clean break person. But people do that. So like maybe the real life version is going to a bar where you know your ex is going to be because you want to see it. I I had two ex-girlfriends, my first two girlfriends, show up at bars they knew I hung out with with girl mm-hmm. and then I was I had a girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And they both showed up on their bachelorette parties to bars that I frequented, hoping to get a reaction from me. My jaw is dropped. And when I was like <laughs> I am so happy for you. Congratulations. They both immediately started bawling. And I'll tell you what, very satisfying stuff. Um, oh my God. Wait, I'm sorry. These women were together? Or this no. is two separate two, occasions? Two on two separate occasions. The, 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 second, getting engaged, the, the first girlfriend, I, I felt, I actually felt bad because like we, I ended, I ended that relationship. The, the first time it happened, she was the one who cheated on me. And, 
and like went in a relationship and she definitely showed up to get a reaction and i was like i'm so happy for you guys congratulations blah 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 and she starts bawling and i was like god god the, the power of indifference uh, but way, yes people do that and, and sign number one that maybe you're not ready for that marriage is doing your bachelorette party in they're, front of your ex. But they're, they're no longer together. We, okay, yeah. great. See, so we digress. But no, back to the beach and back to Kendall. I was actually wondering how she even joined the cast this season. So your little inside scoop there is really interesting to me about how she allegedly, according to what you I, heard. I don't know that for sure, but I'm. she might have received a call of right. like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but a little someone's going to paradise. Exactly. Are you interested? Or, or she reached out, but I I have it under good authority that she found she out he, he, would be there. he was going mm-hmm. and, and it was a triggering event for her. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I would have no problem if at that point, Kendall got a, let's say she, Kendall gets a call. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, Mr. Grosher, he's going to mm-hmm. be there. You interested? Producers, you know, thinking of a drama situation. Right. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I t- I've been what am I doing right. what am I doing mm-hmm. I fuck it yes I'm gonna go and she shows up prepared to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. and that's fine that she's not prepared to do whatever it takes I have no problem like living in different cities is a legit non-negotiable mm-hmm. it might sound right. unromantic you know you might you definitely want to you know be with someone who'd be willing to move to Spain for you but like that's just not practical it happen. right right and if you are close to your family and your friends like you can love someone and not be able to give up your entire world mm-hmm. to make that. That's legitimate. Right. And that's fine if you don't want to do mm-hmm. it. But don't show up not willing to do that if you know that's the very thing that's stopping you from getting what you want with that person. Exactly. So when I, you know, I interview a lot of people that are in Bachelor Nation as part of my job. So I interviewed Lance Bass, who I know you spoke to yeah. as well. And he told me he was like, I'm so excited for Kendall to arrive. Of course she has to come. It's the best drama. Producers are probably like chomping at the bit. So excited. And I agree. And I could see the scenario where Kendall's like, hmm, maybe I should. But then when you get there and you realize the emotions are very real, then it's kind of like real life comes in. And I actually will say, you know, I felt very bad for her. But when she made the decision to leave, I was like, Good. Like, good. good on you. You finally realize, like, don't stay here. Like, you have the right to stay here, but don't. Like, you came for one reason. It was to see Joe. The time is done. You know, she made her move. Totally. And do you think her staying had more to do with, like, the real world example we talked about? Where, mm-hmm. like, you don't, like, you're sitting there and you're just like, this is going to hurt. Yeah. This, this, I should leave. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Yep, yep, that hurt, you know. Yes. Or or was she there for like fuck it? I want to be on TV. What do you think? I don't. I mean, with all the people this season who are there to be on TV, like I, mean, I don't. All th- th- right. Uh, yes, everybody who does yeah. the show wants to be on TV. Correct. But this is not like a Brandon Piper situation. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that with Kendall. I, I think, think it'd actually be more the former. I give yes. Kendall the benefit of the doubt. I that agree. Sure, it's t- sure she's there for TV, but it might actually be a genuine like, like I'm just I know this is gonna hurt, yes. but I want I want this I don't I don't want this to be easy for Joe, and I'm willing to suffer for mm-hmm. it. And maybe she needed to almost see it like with her own two eyes. Yeah. You know, it's like it hurts, 
but you're watching and you're like, oh my God, this is awful. And then a minute later, like, oh my God, this is really awful. And then, you know, she gave it one last go. She spoke to him. But I will say, Joe handles everything exceptionally well. Really well. He, you know, I loved how he obviously gave the time to talk to Kendall. But then I loved how he went over to Serena and the first thing he said was Kendall and I just spoke. Like, he's hiding nothing. You know, he told her and he said, someone that I care about, that I loved, it hurts to see her pain. Like, he's a good guy. If you're looking for something new and exciting to do with your significant other or group of friends, Hunt a Killer is highly recommended. I think it it is incredibly fun game. Uh, A lot of people I know listening to this podcast are big true crime people they love solving mysteries they love thinking they're the best detectives all you svu fans out there hunt a killer is a game that makes you feel like you're a real detective solving crimes the whodunit game everyone loves whether it's date night or game night hunt a killer brings people together by challenging them to decode ciphers examine clues and solve puzzles it's like an escape room delivered right to your door with hunt a killer you could have more fun at home for less than the price of a few drinks a meal at a decent restaurant, or a movie. No babysitter required. My friends and I love to grab some wine, hop on a Zoom, and play together. We did that uh, We did that during... You could you could hop on a Zoom and play it during quarantine, or you could do it now at the comfort of your home if your friends are getting together. Hunt Killers keeps growing. They have over 100,000 active subscribers and over 2,000 five-star reviews. Part of the proceeds for every box go to the Cold Case Foundation, an organization that's dedicated to helping with real-life cold cases. Right now, you can go to huntakiller.com slash vilefiles, that's V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S, and use vilefiles for 20% off your first box. Again, make sure to use vilefiles for a 20% discount. Do you have what it takes to hunt a killer? If you're looking for a good time or for a refreshing drink, but also get a little uh, vitamin C and antioxidants in your body, Vizzy, that's right, Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Vizzy is the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C. Extracted from acerula cherry, a super fruit with 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but with eight bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy makes the choice a little easier. And it's a lot tastier. My favorite flavor. Uh, I've been on the on the black cherry lime kick recently. Also, strawberry kiwi is another favorite of mine. I, I love the uh, blueberry pomegranate. Really, all all their flavors, watermelon, strawberry, delicious. So they're all really great. At 5% ABV, 100 calories, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Vizzy Lemonade has zero sugar per 12-ounce serving. How about that? To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Must be 21 years old or older. He's not. He's one of the few people who go on Paradise, who are not afraid of the truth, and it hap- it'll happen next season. Mm-hmm. No matter who I talk to, what advice I give, everyone's kind of lying and, mm-hmm. or lying to themselves or play like they think they have to play the game. Mm-hmm. Paradise, the rules, and Joe's just like, nah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be here. Mm-hmm. It is a show. Yeah, they're roses. But when I ask, when I asked a question, I'm just going to give an honest answer. Right. And if that means I might go home as a result of my honesty, mm-hmm. so be it. Right. And Joe, Joe has done this. I'm sure uh, I mean, other people have done like that was something I focused on when I was in paradise. Mm-hmm. But like Joe is one of the few people who is who's doing that. And it's, it's incredibly refreshing. And mm-hmm. you're just like, why is it? 
you know, it's it shouldn't be that hard. Right. Because all really Joe is doing, and I'm not taking anything away from him, mm-hmm. is just simply being honest. Right. And being direct mm-hmm. and not avoiding awkward conversations and right. saying, hey, Serena, this might be awkward. This right. might be tough. But I talked to talk to Kendall. Here's what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very refreshing. I also think it, I mean, I think he's just a good guy, but also he is one of the older cast members yeah. in Bachelor Nation. And I think he really is looking for something. I mean, we saw that with Kendall. That was a very real relationship. Yeah. And I think he's like, I this is real for me. Like yeah. he's not doing it for the cameras. I mean, it's I, like he. Yes, it's like we you know, we talked about it. Joe is there because it is it's a TV show. But two things can be true at the same team, mm-hmm. time. You can be there for a show mm-hmm. and then choose to be as authentic as possible on a set of a TV show, right? Which is what most people there are, are not, not doing. doing at all. But Joe has, whether it's the maturity, mm-hmm. you know, he, and he's doing it, mm-hmm. and like that's all. And he's Joe's not afraid to go home. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to, right? Right. It's just like if I'll I'll come, I'll stay, but like if I get sent home, I'll be fine. Right. And so many people there are just scheming for how can I stay? You know, like it's not this person that I care about, but how can I stay another week? Perfect example. Ivan, right after Kendall mm, leaves, mm-hmm. Kendall, <laughs> you see this awkward hug and like I literally forgot that they were even Wait, me a couple. Too. I was like, oh, they're like pals. When he said that, when he was like, oh, like I, you know, basically like this really sucks that I gave my host Kendall. I was like, wait, did that happen? Like, did I forget that? <laughs> yeah. That? And then I was like, oh God. And then Ivan, who, you know, he has a lot of great <laughs> moments and I, I was, he's a nice guy, but as, as far as I'm concerned, he is just as outrageously honest without realizing he's being honest like Piper and Brendan were when instead of saying, oh, I really like Kendall and I'm bummed and what a great mm-hmm. girl he's, should have given my rose to someone else. That was a bad idea. How am I going to get to next week? It's it, Kendall could have been a plant. Right. And if, if a plant had a rose <laughs> to give, Ivan would have pursued that. Mm-hmm. It, that. He's literally talking to her like an inanimate object that right. has a rose and mm-hmm. he was just trying to get this rose. That's that's not no disappointment about Kendall mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I literally forgot that yeah. that was even a thing ever. Can we jump ahead to, or should we not go out of order? Because we go out I, of order every, okay, yeah, time. yeah. So Ivan and Aaron, <laughs> the big cliffhanger, <laughs> and one of the best lines <laughs> when Aaron's like, he he's like a chopstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? First of all, I don't even understand all, that. I, I missed it though. Oh, I forgot. I forgot the when when James and Aaron are talking. What does Aaron say when James essentially challenges him to? He says something really weird. Not like, yeah, I'm going to do that. He's, it's like, oh, God. Wait, well, what does happen is James goes, is that white wine? And Aaron goes, yeah. There were <laughs> right. two weird references to white wine They're, back to back. Well, yeah, that was it's weird, like everyone's too. Everyone's ordering wine. And also James and Aaron are just clearly such homies. I'm surprised they don't like leave the beach together. <laughs> the white wine thing is also confusing to me. Like, who drinks white wine yeah, in Mexico? Was it white wine week? At, like, was yeah. Like, don't you drink have tequila? a different drink at the beach? We should talk to Wells about that. I'm like, who? who literally, whoever has wanted to drink white wine in Mexico? Aaron, <laughs> you drink tequila? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna right. say if it's for teeth, but like I made the mistake on Andy's season of drinking red wine all the time, mm. and then it looked like just just con- 
I was like, that was a bad move. But that's yeah. also that's bachelor. That's like that's an appropriate right. wine that's environment. Like We're on mansion. the beach. The, the only time yeah. I've had wine in Mexico, it said white wine. There was not it's not Chardonnay, not Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, it said no, that's, white that's wine. True. It's on like the white bottle. or red. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. No, but Aaron said, and I quote, he's built like a fucking chopstick. <laughs> I'll break him in half, bro. <laughs> But Aaron's, I forgot what Aaron says. Aaron says something to James when he like, when he's about to walk over to, to, to Ivan, it was just really awkward and weird. It, it, oh, just like something about like finish it. Like, oh, I'm going to take care of it or something. It, fuck, I want to, I'm trying to figure out I what. I can't remember the line, but I, it was I such a unique, it was such a weird thing to say. I can't remember it. Anyway, he said something weird. I forget. But yes, he goes over. Look, I'm. I have not been a huge fan of Aaron's character. Mm-hmm. I don't know him well in person. He is petty. Mm-hmm. He is the classic shit starter. No backbone. He yep. is all bark, all bark, mm-hmm. and absolutely no bite. And we saw that when Ivan was stepped up, got in his face. It was like, "Is your lip quivering, bro?" <laughs> and 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 I will see what happens. Cliffhanger. But like, Ivan would destroy. And Aaron, I've met him in person. I don't know him, mm-hmm. but I, like, he's huge right. like aaron is truly a massive man he's taller yes. than chelsea <laughs> right sure. right well he's no impressive. he but he's like literally six four six five and he's he's him and thomas are like one a one b in terms like these are big muscular men who like fit and it was like weird before when like uh when it was damar damar and uh ed, ed. come mm-hmm. in and and you have aaron talking about like these their physical appearance and i was like what an interesting choice to have Aaron right. talk about how he's like intimidated of the physical presence. It'd be one thing right, if it was right. like Connor B, but like yeah. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron I'm, I'm like, like, you look the same. You all look the same. Aaron like, is so small and tiny inside and is, you know, like he clearly has some insecurities. I, I, I Listen, I just think he's emo- very emotionally immature. I agree. So I also clearly do not know Aaron, but this is where like the journalist in me comes out so i was at the bachelor in paradise premiere party which was super fun and i just saw aaron walk by and what struck me was actually not how huge he was it was how young he looked and i don't mean just like he has a baby face but also he seems so i think like 26 right um but he seemed he seemed like he had the maturity of a 26 year old which to me is immature. So sure, yeah. I, I mean, we're maturing later, but like it to me, it he, it like he, it's high school. I mean, yeah. he's very high school. Yes. Yeah, he's like chirping from a high school lacrosse bus. Like yeah. in general, that's the way he approaches conflict. As right. if he's like, it's like a scholastic transport that's about to like pull away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, it's transport. it's it's wild. And what do we think about? And again, like Ivan is flat out. I'm, you know, we record this again ahead of time, so I don't know if people are going to pick up right. on us on Twitter. But to me, and I don't think they do because it's weird. Like, Bachelor Nation seems to be okay with like the acknowledgement to roses mm-hmm. and the trying to get to next week because they're all talking about it. To me, every time someone says that and they say things like "I should have given my roses to someone else," mm-hmm. is them saying I am only here for TV. Right. I don't care about relationships. That's what I hear. Right. And he. I don't think I don't know how it could be more obvious without mm-hmm. actually just saying it. Right. And despite all that, do we care that Ivan and again, Ivan has game, he's mm-hmm. got swag. The guy walked up to Chelsea, <laughs> pulled her aside. Chelsea is just like, Hey, we're pals. And Ivan's mm-hmm. like, No, 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 no. Like and 
So I have no problem with this at all because I I would not categorize Chelsea having been in a relationship. Like this is your on Bachelor in Paradise. You're exploring. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to talk to different people. You're supposed to see who you click with. I mean, Ivan, like not cool with bro code, <laughs> just like swoop in. But well, this he's not, he's not their bro. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of like every man for themselves. And I I agree with you, Nick, that when you say I should have given my rose to someone else, you're saying I'm here for TV. But also you do want to stay because you want to see who else you can meet. So I like not cool with bro code, but as you just said it perfectly, he's not their bro. I don't think they're friends. And he sees a girl that he's attracted to or that could keep him there for another week, whatever it is. I didn't really see a problem with this. And I think with Chelsea, she's obviously interested in exploring that. Yeah, she's been she's been pretty honest and vocal about like I'm a free agent and right. I'll go on dates. And she is. And she seemed like she it was weird because like she seemed like she was friend zoning Ivan, not because she just wanted to be friends, because that's what she thought Ivan wanted. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted to get ahead of it. But as soon as Ivan's like, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. she seemed very down and very into because it. She like redacted her statement like they got down. They went to the day bed. She was like, called him a homie. And then mm-hmm. shortly into their conversation when he was like, nah, she was like, I didn't mean to like friend zone you by calling you that. It's just but like it, she was then like, oh, let's redefine this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I believe Chelsea and Ivan more than Chelsea and Aaron. I think that Chelsea was hanging out with Aaron because she's like, oh, sure. he talked to me yeah. and we're in paradise and I want to get a rose. And this guy's fine, but I'm talking to him. And then she went to Ivan and I actually saw sparks. And my favorite part <laughs> is when they were walking towards the bar. And then they were holding Hold hands. hands. Yeah, yeah. In the six seconds of seeing those two talk, I believed those yes. two more than I believed Chelsea and Damar and Chelsea and Aaron. And Aaron. Yeah. And you're right. Because and that's what Chelsea is just like, just like Chelsea would be on dating apps where right. she goes on a date. Yeah. You seem I w- nice. I, swear, I was time. just going to say that. That's weird. I was just going to say I have no problem with this because when you're on dating apps, let's say you go on one date with someone and it's a good date. But you're not dating them. So then you swipe on someone else and they want to go on a date and you go. That to me is like what Ivan did with Chelsea. Yeah. Like I don't see a problem with it. And I've always liked Ivan. I think he's a good guy. By the way, I'm sure Aaron's a really good guy too. But I think Aaron seems more into it for the TV aspect. And I think Ivan just his character to me from his time on not just Paradise but the franchise I just I like him. I think he's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, and I think I don't. Ivan and Aaron are interesting enough. I think similar in age, but oh, after talking, to, I think so. Ivan's had some more. Ivan's maybe twenty eight. Sure, so he's two years older. Yeah, Aaron's That's now essenti- twenty. Aaron's now twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, so okay. they're essentially the same age, right? Let's see. But Ivan has had more real world experience. He's had some more family uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. It, you know, at least. You can be the same age and be very different mature wise and live different lives. And Aaron clearly comes across as someone, Mm -hmm. you know, just very typical kind of shut. And again, like I was blessed when I grew up of like not having to face a lot of real adversity Mm -hmm. in Waukesha, Wisconsin, very privileged, like very chill, Mm -hmm. like no real world challenges. Mm -hmm. And congratulations to Aaron, who also seems like he's never really had to face any real adversity right. whatsoever right. and he doesn't he lacks the emotional maturity mm-hmm. to like 
deal with what feels to him is the most intense experience <laughs> right. of his life. Well, even like the fight, that's the cliffhanger. That was just very like, come at me, bro. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? Like for me, like I don't care about that cliffhanger at all. Like at all. I'm like, okay, two guys are fighting great. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, I don't whatever. think testosterone awesome. I think right. Right. I don't think Aaron has the guts to actually pick a fight and i think ivan's smart enough not to pick a fight yeah well you exactly. also caved because exactly. like aaron started by being like come over here bro and ivan's like no right literally walk up to me and then aaron had to be like Ugh. and then like walk up to him and be like what are you doing chelsea like so it's like from the aaron is clearly the one who's trying to initiate the aggression and he's already like coming oh, I, I can tell you how it's gonna end ivan's like why is your lip quivering bro and aaron's <laughs> gonna say some version of whatever and right. walk away <laughs> It's going to pass quicker than that storm. Yes. <laughs> By the way. Okay. So do I feel like the storm was like the ambulance of Bachelor or Bachelorette. It's like the teaser throughout the whole season, right? That it's sure. like, oh my God, who died? Like, is everyone okay? And then it's literally one commercial break and it's like sunny skies. We're good. Do you, do you, I mean, do you know why they even chose to air that? I don't. Do you? Yeah. Well, I can oh. tell you why. <laughs> okay, tell because me. Because they had to explain to the audience why they were having a cocktail party in broad daylight the next day because they lost... They Because oh. it was a dangerous enough storm. Mm -hmm. Because on the beach, it might not be a hurricane. Right. But it is not the place that you should... Like, you want to expose cast with a liability. Like, right. it, it's all wide open. Like right. So, like, if it's going to be a fairly dangerous storm... Mm -hmm. You definitely want to be like, we should go. A hundred percent. This idea that like, everyone's like, we might die. <laughs> I, know, that, I was like, you guys, this is a little dramatic. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're explaining that they might die while taking the time to give said interview, talking right. about potential <laughs> death <laughs> before they actually evacuate exactly. the beach. But my guess is, and I'm pretty confident in saying, is the whole reason why they even chose to air that, because mm -hmm. they, they, they record everything, because right. they don't know what they're going to use. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, like... We we did we did lose this filming day, mm -hmm. right. so we instead of having a day off, because mm -hmm. like most most uh, rose ceremonies are just like it's like the day is just like an off day. Mm -hmm. You just like guys and hang out one side. There's some pickup interviews and B roll mm -hmm. and and like you know stuff like that. And then they so they basically jammed it all on one day, mm -hmm. and they basically had to say that's why we're doing this. Because we didn't get to do it last right. night. And it's also a fantastic promo. Like if I were a producer, yeah. I would be like, yes, include the storm. But I like anyone who's been to Mexico knows that there's storms all the time and they are really scary. Like the waves pick up, but then it'll be sunny skies an hour later. So I was also cracking up when they were like, are we going to die? What's going to happen? And then the other thing I didn't get is when they were like, I think it was Serena and Joe. They're like, are we ever going to see each other again? Yeah. And I was like, you guys, the storm is going to be over in five seconds. Like, what do you mean? I just also want to point out, not to beat a dead horse, is that they're all acting like if they don't get to come back. Right. They won't be able to fall in love. Over. This I is know. it. We won't be able to talk in the real world. I know. How could we possibly? F we were we're all falling in love, and you're telling me I have to say goodbye to ever? It's like, are you fucking kidding? It's me? like, don't you have a phone? Yeah, like, like pick up the. We've like been DMing each other leading up to this. <laughs> exactly. Like, please, by all means, proceed. <laughs> but like, we exactly. won't. Like, what this is? I was so close to finding true love, but I, like this goddamn storm, mm -hmm. and I'll never be able to. I know. I like, was like, you guys. First of all, you'll be back within 24 hours. And second of all, pick up your phone and call them and go on a date. Go on a real world date. All right. Backtracking a little bit. Yeah. 
We uh, we have I, the Kenny and Mari date to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah well, d- d- well, d- Damara and Ed. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like just props to Lil John, fantastic host. I, Love him. So I'm obsessed. I also think, um, just a side note, like about the whole season. No offense, because I know you know your season, of course, was the best. But no, <laughs> I honestly, I think this is the best season of Paradise. I love the different hosts, and I think having everyone from like Lance Bass to David Spade to Lil John, it just shows this like everyone's kind of in on the joke like paradise is not to be taken seriously it's fun well i half agree with you okay i love the variety of hosts uh-huh. and i and i think that aspect of the variety of hosts especially uh-huh. like when david spade came on right i loved I, david spade. I loved the like it's a show we're having fun right but the show itself mm-hmm. and even post I think, and we talked about this last week with Justin, mm-hmm. I think is being a little too earnest and a little too, like they are in some way, as much as we're giving Cass a hard time mm-hmm. of talking in terms of as if the real world doesn't exist, mm-hmm. that is part of the show, editing it like that and taking right. it so, and insisting that, like the show is trying to convince us they want us to believe that the vast majority of the people there mm-hmm. are earnestly there to fall in love and not for social media. And right. we're here to find out and sniff out the few people who are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I think I do think like season two and season three of Bachelor in Paradise, they're, they were more like the raccoons. And, like there was a, you, they were <laughs> yeah. trying to give you two things at the same time. Real love stories, mm-hmm. real relationship, but hey. We're on a beach. Right. We're having fun. Right. And I wish they would do more of that because I do think it's gotten a little hyperbolic mm-hmm. and the re- some of the reactions of Bachelor Nation are overwhelmingly intense for what is ultimately a silly TV show. Right. And everyone is there to make TV. Uh-huh. And it's not excusing some of the bad behavior, but mm-hmm. like I do think some people need to chill out. So like I agree with you on the host. I uh-huh. think they bring that energy. Yes. But I don't... Th- I think the show has decided that they didn't like what for whatever reason it used to be a comedy mm-hmm. and now it's just it's just drama right well like with brendan and piper i feel like i mean first of all i think that they deserve the reaction i'm fine with the losing the followers right. i'm fine with the criticism right. i'm not okay with some of the like death threats oh no that's and the no 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 and no, no. and and, and all, some very nasty things that are being yes, said. Yes, I agree. So yeah, let me rephrase. That's I'm glad you brought that up. There should never be death threats for anything, especially like this is very important to us because yeah. we love it. But like we're talking about Bachelor in Paradise here. Yeah. So all these nasty, the death threats, nasty commentary, not warranted. But losing followers, sure. Okay. But I agree with you, Nick, that at the end of the day, like one of the issues with reality TV in general, with the rise of social media is how do you really find a person who's actually there for the real yeah. deal? And, and that's don't. an issue. But I do, just back to this season, I just think it's like tongue-in-cheek. I think it's fun. I like the hosts. I like the vibe. Um, and you brought up something with the raccoons. <laughs> like every season on Bachelor in Paradise, when they do a cutaway to an animal, I'm like, give that editor an Emmy. <laughs> like, I crack yeah. up every... Like, when we see the crab in David Spade, I'm like... But they this is- they stopped doing it with Cass, and then they did it with Dave. I, right. I just... I wish they would give us a little bit more comedy. Because I, I agree. I love right. that the drama's been outrageous. Yes. It's nonstop. It's yes. great. Because sometimes it's like, there's been a lull, uh-huh. and 
and I, I really enjoyed this episode. It was right. Me too. It, it was captivating, and overall, it's been a great season. It just, yeah, I, I you know, and just like again, I think Brandon and Piper absolutely deserve the criticism, one hundred percent. I, I'm not prepared, as, as a lot of people seem to be, to cast like these broad judgments of like who they are as people right. and, and everyday life as if like they, you know, it's a very, it's hyperbolic and right. it's just like you did this, you you definitely weren't your best self, mm-hmm. you hurt someone's feelings, that is not okay, you 100% apologize it mm-hmm. for it. I think we've all but if if we look in the mirror we've we've had right. our moments of selfishness and yes. you know like not this you know not being or very honest with ourselves or people mm-hmm. around us using people so i am team natasha i'm here to defend her and i want her to meet someone who she really falls for and with ed, like i think that she's giving it an honest go with joe and with ed like i don't see a spark there I, i'm team natasha too yeah and i want her to leave you right maybe like let's have her find love outside yeah. of that and i don't want her to leave because she's not great tv or fun to watch or captivating right. i think she's better than the environment that she's in and i don't think there's any legitimate options for her she gave it her best mm-hmm. shot she tried she got played she's better than this and and it's not a disrespect to ed mm-hmm. it's just like it, she's out of his league the, 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 i'm sorry as long as long as natasha stays there she is falling trapped to saying things that like like everyone else for her, she now, Grant, you heard Natasha say "paradise is amazing." It, you didn't see the words come out of Natasha, and I, I don't doubt Natasha said that. She might have literally said that like day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mm-hmm. don't know. Right. But, but the way it came across was, wait, what? You, no, it's not. Not for you. you. You've had a terrible experience, right? And Ed, again, no disrespect, to Ed. Ed did not turn this whole ship around for you. No, you know, like. Right. Right. You're having a nice time with a nice guy. Right. And fine. But that does not make Paradise amazing for you. No. And and I just don't. It's like the, if she did say it in the moment, it showed kind of a like, again, it was just beneath her. And mm-hmm. we don't know if she said it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And that's why I want Natasha to choose to leave mm-hmm. and to say, I gave him a best shot. Mm-hmm. I don't need Paradise to find love. Mm-hmm. It is an option to find right. love. Certainly not the option to mm-hmm. find love and not my only option to find love. Yes. And I'm going to be fine. Yes. But I do like I have to give it to her because she is giving it an honest go. Like she's presented with options and she can't have more options there. And she's giving it a go. Like she's sitting down having a conversation with Ed. We both see like there's no sparks there. So yeah. that would be a power move. Maybe next week she'll say I'm getting up and I'm leaving. I, I'll be really bummed if it. If Natasha doesn't send herself home uh-huh. at some point, she, I'll really, I'll be pissed at the producers if they let Natasha go home by not receiving a rose. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree with that. Like, yeah, like she, it would be such a power move for her to say, yeah. you know, like I gave it my best try. I had a great time. I was the star of the season. Yeah. And here's <laughs> why I put it on the, I put it on the producers because they're watching this all from a bird's eye view. She sucked into this. Mm-hmm. It's an emotionally damaging atmosphere. You know, anyone who's been in that world at times can be guilty of not making smart, logical decisions. I've been there. It doesn't Natasha's been there? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're not. But and so they should see you're our star. Mm-hmm. We want you to exit in mm-hmm. the most powerful and right. empowering way. Mm-hmm. How about you just opt out? Yes, and I, I agree with that. I'll be really bummed if they don't just. 
say polar side and like mm-hmm. like you i don't know if you're seeing it the way we see it but trust us mm-hmm. this is the best move for you i agree 100 percent uh so we'll, we'll see. see we'll, we'll see we'll see um joe plays the you know can play joe dr joe can do it all he can play the <laughs> ukulele it's or not a banjo uh, grocery store joe would call it the banjo <laughs> such, I, I feel like that's such a you know joe is a lot of great things but <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely seems like the type of guy who'd be like guitar, banjo, you whatever. I yeah. don't fucking know. It's an interesting man. Exactly. It's endearing. It's very endearing. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. All right, let's get to the Becky. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Kenny and Mari. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which Becky. I know your thoughts on that, Becky. Yeah. Are you buy them? So okay, so I buy them for what it is. Um, like I think they are insanely attracted to each other. Yes. They want to jump on each other at all times. That's great. Yeah, they're horny for each other, right. for sure. But like, that's that's great. And I feel like when when Kenny was like, I don't say this to people, like, I love you. I don't know if this is true love, but I do believe that whatever his feelings are and hers are, they have real feelings for each other. Now, is that love? Is it going to end up in an engagement? Eh. Oh, I believe that it will. I don't know if it's going to end up in a... In a marriage. marriage. There we go. Sorry. It'll end in an engagement, but not a marriage. Uh, Yes, I I misspoke. Is it going to end up being a forever thing? Eh. But I believe that whatever their feelings are right now are very true Uh, for each other. Also, I do want to... They did not say I love you to each other. This is an episode of performative falling Uh in love. And it was the Joe and Serena of it all that really kind of highlighted how just silly it all is when last week, obviously it ended with Joe and Serena being like, I'm falling, I'm falling, we're falling. And and Joe the next morning goes, so are you still falling for me? Which like, (laughs) he's being playful and fun, but like it, it pointed out just how silly that phrase is because like, what does that even mean? Again, we've talked about this before, but it's like, it's it's like he's checking in as if he's like, so you're falling, but like, are you like, (laughs) Are you falling like a feather? Like you're kind of floating? Or like, are we talking bowling ball mm-hmm. falling? Like, at what rate of speed are you falling? And <laughs> how the velocity like, with when, which you are? <laughs> when will you land? You know? Can and you like, imagine? Like, ugh. if you like, you went to bed with like your girlfriend, and they're like, "I love you," and then the next morning you wake up, and you're like, "So, like, let's like re, let's discuss that." But that's what makes that's why falling in love makes it like like it, I love that he said that because it kind of shined a light on the silliness of mm-hmm. saying you're falling in love because I get people have said that as like. It's a thing to say it. I saw on TV, but people in paradise say it as a disclaimer of mm-hmm. I'm not in love yet. It's a right. step to another step, mm-hmm. right? So Joe's like, are you still falling? <laughs> and he's like opening the door for like every fuckboy in the world to go on a date with someone. And on day off the bat, love Bob him and be like, I'm, I'm falling <laughs> in love with you. Mm-hmm. Not call the girl for three weeks. The girl could call, call be like, but you said you were falling in love. But no, babe, I'm still falling. Sorry, I didn't articulate it. I'm mm-hmm. like gliding. I'm basically, <laughs> if you look closely, I'm like three inches lower than I uh-huh. was before. I'm falling. <laughs> but like just really, I'm just kind of enjoying the scenery and just mm-hmm. looking around. So like, yeah, I'm, I am totally still falling. Just, I'm just gliding right. down very the new promo slowly. It's going to be like Joe is a bird. Yeah. <laughs> just like flying around kind of falling this is so outrageous that they're all just falling yeah. well, you know so actually one of my favorite parts of this episode 
to talk about little John again is when he comes in and he's like, wow, like a lot of love this episode. And he's asking everyone like, so tell me about how you're falling in love and tell me about this. And I'm like, nothing explains what's happening better than the fact that little John is the one who's giving the grand assessment about where all of he's like giving the check in. That just cracked me up because he took it really seriously. And he was doing a great job. He a did a phenomenal job. job. A great he was great. Job. I mean, a great job. The hosts are asked to do an impossible task, <laughs> and that is to act as if, you know, they they talk in terms of like I'm bringing new people in, mm-hmm. and 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 it's an impossible task because mm-hmm. like, little John is just like. So I want to mix it up. I want to do something different. And you're like, what is little little John going to do? Right. <laughs> what is this crazy mm-hmm. thing we're about to see? He's like, oh, two normal people. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, exactly. I, I appreciate the effort of little John <laughs> trying to sell. Like it's an impossible thing to try to sell. Right. And he is. He gave it his all. Yes. And uh, I'm here. I'm here for it. I, I mean, I love the voiceover too. Yeah. Like, can we ever go back to a normal narrator? No. If Not Rob, if Rob Mills John. is doing his job, he is trying to lock this lock Lil John down yes. for at least to be the voice of Bachelor in Paradise. It has to be. It's so good, right? Absolutely. I don't care. I think so. Whatever he doesn't, he doesn't have to be your host. Mm-hmm. He can just be the voice, the voice. And uh, I believe Rob uh, has the vision. If anyone can do it. Rob can. It's Rob. Rob um, I it. did want to add before we move on from Kenny and Mari. What did you think about that date? Okay, oh, well, thank, glad for asking. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was neither turned on <laughs> right. or hungry. Oh, like, for, first of all, can I say the tacos look disgusting? Yeah. Like, I literally, I was watching this while doing my like Ralph's online order and oh I was God. like going to order chicken taco ingredients. And as I was watching, I was like, remove from cart, yeah. remove it, it, from cart. It made me not want to, <laughs> like if, if I was like, you know, like Natalie and I watched it together, I was like, I'm not in the mood at no. all. And also like, I don't need a midnight snack. Like I just, it made me turned yeah. off from sex and food all I at the same agree. time. The, first of all, the poor woman who was there, she's like, are the tacos good? I'm like, oh my God, let her out of the room. Number one. <laughs> number two, I like, I'm sorry. Call me prude. Call me whatever. I'm not. But Mari's like comment about like, oh, Kenny wants my taco. He's told me before. I was like, I'm actually disgusted right now. Like that was just, maybe it was her like hearing that while seeing the tacos that looked disgusting. But I was like, this has gone a little too far for me. And also the sour cream in the body. Oh hair. my God. The, for the, yeah, the lo- sour cream. Like, dripping sour down cream. the wet. Oh my God. I'm in the minority, but I find sour cream to be disgusting. So off the bat, that's just like a No, a lot of people su- have that opinion. It's gross. But even if you yeah. like sour cream, like Which I do. A, a milk type of like, oh my God. it's not whipped cream. It was like dripping down well, her leg. Oh and my, I was ugh. also confused because sour cream was disgusting. But then on i don't know whose body it was on but like it's a taco like you would just have to reach down pick it up and eat it like there's no way to eat a taco off of another person it's not like right. the riley sour or not sour cream woof whipped cream mm-hmm. situation like that's easy to like lick off i'm mm-hmm. like no this is a meal this is a full <laughs> meal <laughs> there's been that's a good point there's been a lot of body licking this season yeah like, and like a food lot. sharing you know yeah. between oh, people's the, mouths the, um lady of the tramp. yeah lady in the tramp thing yeah yeah, I don't. I mean, like, great TV. So I appreciate. Like, I'm glad it happened. But I was like, this is like as always. Uh, we are appreciative of the nonsense, and I've never said things like "just go home" and like, for, like, you know, the all the again, not the you know, Brendan and Piper. That was compelling TV, right? Very. Like, as soon as they went home, the rest mm-hmm. of last week's episode got a little boring, mm-hmm. and 
Right. We'll never say go home or why are you doing this? Because right. we literally have a show where we're like critiquing talking it and it. talking exactly. about it. So yeah. thank you. And yeah. I just sometimes wish the audience members would have a moment and you hate on it. Right. But like, like have also, fun. also appreciate okay. that these people are giving their heart and soul yes. and doing silly things mm-hmm. for our benefit. Right. And I think that's why I am team Mari and Kenny, because like, I don't care what happens in the sense of like are they getting married and having a bunch of babies but like i believe whatever they're doing like the taco thing like they had fun with that Mm -hmm. and like they wanted to have sex immediately if not sooner (laughs) and like i believe that so like there's nothing wrong with that because when people date in the real world like who's to say that within three weeks you decide you want to get married and have kids with this person maybe you just want to have sex with them like that's fine do we think it's a coincidence and i'm being rhetorical that the women that Kenny has dated, specifically Demi and Mari, are leading with their sexuality to get his attention. Well, maybe that's just the type of girl he's attracted to, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, with I was actually thinking because when I'm not covering The Bachelor, I cover a lot of like workplace safety for women and how women are perceived in media. And I, I'm interested to see how Twitter reacts to that date. Because I saw it as Mari like completely owning her sexuality. Like she was the one who was like, oh, I'm taking off my clothes. He's already seen me naked. You know, fortunately, we know that there will be at least a part of Bachelor Nation doing some light slut shaming. And which like I will say right now, again, we don't know the reaction. Like, I don't think that's cool because this is so clearly unless there's something completely edited out and this was completely switched, which we know would not be the case because if that ever came out, it would be a disaster. Like Mari was having fun and wanted to do this. And she's very like you can tell she's a fun girl. Like she's a beautiful woman. She was fine with it. She she's like embracing I, it. Yeah, she's embracing it. She's like, I'm taking off my clothes. This is a fun date. I think he's hot. And I'm not going to be here for the slut shaming that inevitably is going to happen. I'm pretty confident that at least some people. Yes. Will, so I'm saying right yeah. now, you not here take. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not I'm not here for it. Here yeah, for it. Yeah, no, That's not cool. Because uh, why can Kenny walk around with like a fake black box the whole season and not get slut shamed? To be clear, this is not me slut shaming at all. Like at all. I'm just like the jokes being overplayed. That's yeah. what I mean by a lot. Like the first time I was cracking up. Yeah, and then a I, tingle in my vagina. <laughs> and yeah, like I don't know. one time and then it's just like. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw, but she posted. I actually after, la- I guess two weeks ago, I hadn't followed her. So I started following her on Instagram and she posted a text screenshot with her dad. And her dad was like laughing. He was like, no, this is really funny. And I thought that was hilarious. My yeah. dad, by the way, would not say that. Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, Tia clearly cares about her family. She's close with her family. She was referencing that this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as she was talking about her vagina, I don't think Tia, I think she's also very self, you know, and rightfully so. She is aware that people are watching her family and she must have felt comfortable mm-hmm. with their family's support of, of saying this. I don't think I don't think Tia's so reckless that she'd go on Paradise saying these things and go back home and be like, oh, can't believe I right. fucking said that. Over I just think over. it's right. funny because her first day there when she did the like naked volleyball, she was like, oh, my gosh, like my church watches my like my Bible study group watches. And then suddenly we went from like, I don't know, like all these people watch. And she's like talking to her vagina in the ITM, like being like, what do you think? <laughs> right. This is getting into kind of like a tangential line from slut shaming. It's like if a guy said that, 
it would not be okay. And not. when a girl says it, it's a punchline. Yeah. Um, can we talk about this was towards the end? Tia and what's his name with the Blake. tattoo? Blake. So I feel like Tia is making something out of nothing, but then Blake has like an anger issue. Like, he was very defensive with her, and I didn't like that. And maybe that's, like, as a woman, but I was thinking, like, if a guy was talking to me like this, I would feel very uncomfortable. He was being – so I – at first, I'm like, what is she doing? Like, what's the issue here? I don't understand. She's making something out of nothing. He's done nothing wrong. But then his response, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think Blake handled it well. Mm-hmm. And you saw a guy get defensive 100%. Mm-hmm. There was something you said that I like really, really hated. Yeah, which I have no problem with hating things people don't like. I, I guess I'm just getting uncomfortable with we saw Tia out of nowhere, mm-hmm. essentially because James gave her like had the art department present a block of wood <laughs> right. that I guess looked like New York. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Tia's got the rose. Uh-huh. She has the power, mm-hmm. and it's my opinion that Pia, she's like, I, I might have, I want you to earn this rose. I don't want you, Blake, to assume mm-hmm. that this rose is yours. And despite like the vagina references and the hot mm-hmm. date, I was also as, as as shocked as I was for Kendall and 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 Ivan. I was like, when did James and Tia happen? Right. You, I Blake and Tia, you mean? No, James, James and Tia. Yeah, like, no, I agree. You know, I thought I thought Blake and Tia were just like they went on a okay. date and locked in, and that was like a legitimate right. like mm-hmm. they might get engaged. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like James is like how yeah. James is still on the beach. Truly, a war- magnificent. I agree with that. <laughs> like he's not particularly great TV. He seems like a nice guy. I mean, he's outlasted Demi. He's mm-hmm. outlasted uh, Taj Juan, <laughs> Some real all stars. And during the evacuation, he was like, "If if they've shut this down." people might not ever have a chance to find love and that would be devastating. It was like, James, no, you're the only one who would leave here. Well, he said that. He said he was like, to leave single would be devastating. I believe James is there for love and he's hasn't. He's playing by the rules mm-hmm. and he's the only one. And it's just, but. No, I, I agree with you though. Like, when did that happen? When did it's it almost happen? like there's this unwritten rule this season that you talk to someone for five seconds and it's a thing. And, it's a, and I don't get like, like James and Tia. I don't even. And she even made out with them. Which, yeah. Again, totally fine. Right. You know, I just was I, I I didn't realize she was a free agent. Right. Right. And she has the rose. Mm-hmm. She whether she literally has the power by mm-hmm. definition mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like, yeah, I get to decide mm-hmm. who I get my rose to. And so you have this. I was under the impression that Blake and, and Tia were like a thing. And yes. then rewind, you saw like when, when, um, and I point, so Marissa mm-hmm. goes, you know, the we love, we like love Riley's yeah, same. beautiful man. Yeah, right. You me know, too. Just, when he was like Sunday morning, oh my, my wife, my kids scrambled God, eggs. I, I, I love, was like, yeah, and he was like, and you don't even know what I'm packing. Like, and I I love, I, I'm love, obsessed. Love everything him. about him. I love He's him. great. And, I just find it fascinating. And again, I don't think there's anything right or wrong here. Marissa is saying, Riley's showing me. He's not telling me. Meanwhile, by the way, mm-hmm. coincidentally or not, he is talking to, he's saying this to Tia and Blake who are lying on top of each other. Right. 
they're canoodling, whatever. Mm-hmm. They seem to be inseparable. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, reference mm-hmm. to like a couple without like calling it out. And she's saying, I, I, my, like my love language must be like words of affirmation. I need to hear it. It's mm-hmm. not just the actions. Mm-hmm. Tia and Blake, the literal opposite. Right. Tia is like, says to him, words don't matter. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. Mm-hmm. Tia references past relationships, past fuckboys, guys who she's been attracted to physically. And she seems like she takes these insecurities with the guy she's had a hot date solely based on the fact that a guy she doesn't like, James, gave her a block of wood. Right. <laughs> and and pined for her rose mm-hmm. and fought for her rose. And, mm-hmm. and, and whether she likes him or not was like, I'm willing to do this mm-hmm. and takes that energy goes to Blake and who she's been like cuddling with and spending all this time with mm-hmm. for what I, I think is three days. Right. Ish. Right. And again, unless they unless and unless they have a relationship outside of the show, mm-hmm. which we're not aware of, but no. like they've only known it for three days mm-hmm. and then seems to just come at them with like this fairly like aggressive. It wasn't like, hey, Blake. Right. So like you know, just James, really sweet guy. He's mm-hmm. he did this thing, and I'm not like into James, and I really like you. And mm-hmm. again, like I know roses and paradise, whatever. But mm-hmm. like I'd really want to hang out with you outside of this. But like I, my love language, it's I like acts of service mm-hmm. and and gifts, and you know, it's just I really like it when it, this is how I may feel loved. Mm-hmm. And I know you say things, but I would really love it if you could do something like this right. or, you know, I don't know right now I don't mm-hmm. want you to do it just because I'm saying it but like just maybe make a note mm-hmm. not, that, that's not what we got from Tia right. we got very like you know and I didn't like in any way that Blake definitely got defensive mm-hmm. he showed definitely some aggressive energy mm-hmm. but I just saw a guy who matched Tia and I, I agree with you I think we're gonna see that and I'm not trying to like I don't know anything about like we know nothing about Blake we nothing we see a guy who might look like a fuckboy by the way I still yeah. don't and I'll admit this like I don't remember him at all like when he came I was like I was like who is that literally I was like where did he come from has he ever been on the franchise <laughs> like I literally was like I don't recognize this person. yeah so like when Tia first talked to him you saw this glazed look on his face like what is going on right and then in a you know an aggressive tone he was just like he literally he said to her he said, I want to hang out with you outside of paradise. Mm-hmm. He, he made it more clear than any guy on the beach about like Kenny's this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of guys on this beach uh-huh. being very vague. Right. About tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> and, and Blake is just like, I, it's like, here's I'll, a Google Cal invite. We're locked right. in. Yeah, like, what do you like? I'll lock. I mean, should we go to like each other's families for Thanksgiving? Right. You know, like, right. He's and, yeah. and Tia's, she, he goes, what do you want me to do? She goes, I don't know. Like, right. you know, I'm so it, it just what after saying, I want you to take initiative in that conversation. She's like, I want you to take initiative. Sure. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? And it's like, that's not taking yeah. initiative. My guy to use your term. He showed some aggressive energy. I think I agree with you. I think they're both in the wrong because I don't un- I still don't understand what Tia's upset about. And yeah. she didn't explain that carefully. And she like she didn't explain that. So I don't know what she's upset about. And I could understand Blake being very confused. Like, where did this come from? What are you upset about? Because as the viewer, if I'm confused, imagine him. But the way he reacted was very jarring to me. And again, let's take a step back and realize, like, there's cameras. He's confused. It's a reaction. But 
I was just thinking I would be very uncomfortable if I were her, how he was reacting. That said, I don't understand her. I still don't understand what she's upset about. I don't think that there should be this horrible reaction. And we'll see. Like, I, I don't think it would be fair to completely just like, like he should not be canceled. Like that's not what I'm saying. I want to make that clear. I but just, I think you're right. I I wouldn't be shocked if you see some very aggressive language calling out Blake's actions. Right. And probably placing it further on the spectrum of bad behavior than it is. Like on the spectrum of bad behavior in that way, he's very, very elementary. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he was kind of stonewall. He was a little aggressive. We, we don't know the full conversation. Like they, as you said, Nick, they film 24-7 and we're seeing a piece. So we don't know what happened before that. We don't know what happened after. What I saw is I don't know why Tia's upset. And that could be very confusing for him. But his reaction to me was was jarring. Tia to me was like huffing and puffing and I don't understand what she was upset about. But then he the whole scene was very confusing to me because I I was just just, like, what is happening and how did we get here? And like, what are we angry about? Like, I don't understand. I watch these like just fights or whatever you Mm want to call them. And it's we like try to apply it to real world stuff. And I'm just just like I've been in, in, in fights with girlfriends where it didn't feel like they were trying to solve all your problems. Mm-hmm. What they wanted to do is tell me how they felt and they have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Tia has the right to tell Blake how she feels, whether she's projecting about bad relationships or not. Fine. Mm-hmm. How we go about expressing that and communicating that right. is really going to dictate how productive a conversation is going mm-hmm. to go. And when one person starts off accusatory and aggressive, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, it's like setting up for failure. Yeah. Right. And, and, would I've loved to have seen Blake saying, hey, okay, I just want to say I like you. Mm-hmm. What, how could I go? Like, yes, I didn't like his aggressive tone, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, I just, I saw him matching Tia. Right. Not necessarily. You know what would solve this all? If she just went back to talking about her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like, things were so much more simple then. Should we, because we have, before we end, should we get to the Marissa Riley? of like a different a very different conversation on the episode well yeah well i just think it's kind of funny that again like you had marissa and tia wanting two different things Mm -hmm. and to me this is like a a, just a really good example of uh people you know love languages they Mm -hmm. literally had a a date about it on claire season uh we're so quick to talk about our love languages and how we receive love and what we want. And a lot of people often forget the other side of that is how does your partner receive love Mm -hmm. language and what's easy for them? Not only how do they receive it, but like if, if like gifts for me, like I don't need you to buy me a gift. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do anything for me. Subsequently, like, I don't think of giving someone a gift mm-hmm. as a way of showing my love to them. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't stop them from wanting gifts. If it, and if, if they feel that's their love language, I got to step up and I got to mm-hmm. do that. Right. And so many. And so what you have here is like people literally just not taking the time to saying why. Like, how do you feel love? How do you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't that be so refreshing on the speech if people had like an adult conversation like, how do you feel? How do you 
give love or how do you receive love mm -hmm. w what makes you feel the most loved right not just you on know? this beach like in life in general yeah <laughs> i've had like people on dates ask me my love language like i've had two guys yeah. recently well ask i feel me like that's language. now a thing yeah like, in the past I, year i feel like that became like sure a buzzword. totally but i'd love to right? people like not just stop there you know right let's like we, we've talked about on the show and one not like I'm f all the all the I'm falling in love stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, what I have loved to see just one of these people go. <laughs> what is it about me that is making you that fall is for making me. you fall yes. for me? A hundred percent. Like, why do you feel the way you do? Right. Right. You know, and I loved how honest Marissa was. How mm -hmm. real? Like we talked about at the top of the show, mm -hmm. this fear of her having the conversation with Riley. Because she needs, she needs to hear it from mm -hmm. Riley. Her right. love language seems to be some version of words of affirmation. Yes. All the swag and attention and hand-holding. And loyalty that and, he's showing. And, and loyalty mm -hmm. is great for Marissa, but she needs to hear it. Right. And she has the right to need that, mm -hmm. right? And she is afraid to say that to him for fear that he won't want that. And... Mm -hmm. I give her a lot of credit for like having the conversation because so many people in the real world will literally avoid that for months. I know. No, I loved that. And I thought this was a very real world situation. And also I get it because I'm a total words of affirmation person. So like I understood this. I was like, he's showing it to your point. He's showing his loyalty, but she just needed him to say that. And I like that she expressed it. And then he opened up more so in turn this ended up being this really productive conversation and now she's getting scrambled eggs and bacon yeah <laughs> and, and again back to you know riley's you know story and and mm -hmm. very personal and mm -hmm. very real and very touching and a great moment for everyone to en enjoy as a, as a viewer mm -hmm. but yeah just the yeah i, I and the way she says, I think one thing that I really liked about Marissa was that after that, she was like, I needed that. Like, not only did she ask for it, but she then, like, when it was provided, like, reinforced the good behavior and was like, thank right. you. Like, I appreciate that. I get that that was a big deal for you. Mm -hmm. So it's like that acknowledgement of, like, both people are, like, meeting the other person where they're totally. at and expressing totally. gratitude. And, and if you look at the, yeah. uh, the Marissa and Riley and Tia and Blake, uh, you know, Marissa didn't sit Riley down and started off by basically saying, what the fuck, right. Riley? Yeah, no, you're right. You know, this is, see, this is why conversation's so good because my initial reaction, which was just, you know, watching the episode, was I was very turned off by Blake. And now, talk, this is why it's so important yeah. for all different people to talk, male perspective, female perspective, because you are right. now that I'm thinking it back, Tia went in and was kind of attacking. Yeah, and it doesn't excuse either Tia no, no, it or Blake. That's the thing. It doesn't excuse either of them, but they were both wrong. Yeah. And... We could all learn from Marissa. Yeah. And because like, yeah, what Blake is not is someone capable uh -huh. of being the mature one in the situation, rising above. De-escalating. De-escalating right. a situation. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I also want to say, well, that's great. Sadly, many of us are not. And I haven't right. always been. I feel like I definitely am now in my life, mm -hmm. but I I wasn't. Right. right? Um. And yes, all the more important that when you feel like you're missing something mm -hmm. to not project, you know, like Tia clearly projected and we heard it. I, he reminds me of this and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And she got mad. Right. You know, she was mad about mm -hmm. it. She was like mad at herself for falling to the same fucking guy she's always falling for. Mm -hmm. And that anger 
was directed towards Blake. Mm-hmm. Marissa, on the other hand, we've heard about her relationship struggles, her fears, not being in a real relationship, not having a guy open up. Mm-hmm. And instead, she just was like, I just, I'm so afraid to say this, right. but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going <laughs> to say back. And Riley, like, matched that energy. Absolutely. And, you know, would we love, would we love to see a Tia do that and then or you know whether it's a guy or a girl and then the and someone say okay hey first of all I, I just want to I want to be there for you I just mm-hmm. want to make that clear if I didn't go I'm sorry for whatever I'm not doing that mm-hmm. I'm a little confused I'm confused but like I'd love to I'd love to do what it whatever it is you want me to do right how can I get there that Blake did not do no do that and you know I think I don't know him I I what, I didn't even know who he was like a week ago, but I'm guessing when Blake watches this back, he'll be really embarrassed and he'll probably yeah. say, I'm not proud of that behavior. Um, and, and I agree that Tia went into it in a very unproductive way. But there's th- a, because there's a level on the show, and I, because maybe it's because I've been there, because mm-hmm. I see it in these people's faces. Anytime, I don't care what your gender is, you get called out by someone, they're mm-hmm. like we talked about with Justin last week. They're all aware it's a show. Mm-hmm. In fact, the only thing that there's nothing they're more aware of while they're all down there and every word they say, maybe other than Joe is this is all going to be played out on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look bad. Mm-hmm. And so Tia comes at Blake and I that, that glazed look on his face is a one of oh, fuck right. like this panic. Right now. Which makes his reaction even worse because you think he would know better, but then he starts like, like snowballing, snowballing, and yeah. and, and and not handling yeah. it well. But I agree. With I think he's gonna feel, yeah, he, yeah. he'll get because you're right. They, you're just like, eh. and I, I I saw that when you what you saw. It's like, yeah, it's like a little like. Yeah. I will say, I don't know why Tia's there. I kind of feel like she like it's enough. Yep, I said I think the oh, same. No. Becca, Tia. Kendall. Well, they played musical. Cha- it felt like a game of musical chairs the first episode, and then if you didn't get your pair, you were kind of like, "Oh, good luck." Right. <laughs> but I mean, T- like we'll see now with Blake. But Tia is like into Blake. Like we saw that. Like she is. She wants him. They like she's into him. So that's fun. But just my initial reaction, I'm like, why? Like I kind of feel like, da- like Natasha. Like you tried date in the real world. Yeah. I don't no. know. I mean, this they want to be on TV. It's that right. simple. And that's fine. And right. No judgment. But let's not pretend right. that's not the case. We have to wrap things up, but I do want to spend five minutes talking about you without uh you have you referenced reliable sources as you broke the news mm-hmm. of the next bachelor. Yes. Uh did you name him? You did. You yes. Did. Um Clayton Eckerd. I think okay. I don't I think it's Eckerd Eckhard. I'm not quite sure, but that's his name. This is not, as it says in my story on Variety, not confirmed officially. The network, the studio, would not respond to this story. Um, They never do, by the way, on anything with casting. But, and and I should say... I've heard what you've heard. You've heard what I've heard. Look, anything can change. Like, we've seen with seasons past, they film, like, all this background, and then they change their mind. But as of now, as of today... He is the I, bachelor. I, I think they're all in. I got a the, text message from a, one of my, like a producer. Don't reveal your sources. The producer. I won't reveal. <laughs> yeah, no, kidding. So thanks, thanks for the note. <laughs> yeah. Um, asking me what hair product I used. 
Oh. <laughs> and they didn't say for who, but it was for The Bachelor. Wait, it but- was for their Bachelor. Okay. They asked me about like <laughs> haircut and hair product because their next Bachelor uh-huh. was looking for some notes. Okay. <laughs> Clayton does have curls similar hair similar hair Mm. so wait can you i'm gonna recruit you to work with me on my next story because look at this investigative work you're like he has the same hair he has the same curls and they didn't say Uh, they didn't say for who but they didn't ask for some i yeah i i did some digging um i all by the way i was also the one who you know whenever it was a year ago broke the news that katie thurston was going to be the bachelorette and that was before they announced michelle also who by the way i'm so excited for michelle's season i i I think she's going to be one of the best ever me too i think she's she's going to treat she knows that this is a tv show and she's also looking for the real thing i think she's going to be amazing i can't wait i think she has a maturity and the intelligence to fall in love Mm -hmm. and like they love their bachelorette to stand up for themselves right and that's yes however at times mm-hmm. that has turned into the bachelorette just you know like everyone knows i was not a fan of like katie at afr and how uh-huh. she, like it was reading reddit and all that crap yeah no i by the way i've i think i've tweeted this yeah. i was not a fan of katie's season yeah. it was like probably one of my least favorite seasons ever and while i thought hannah brown was an excellent bachelorette like some of it is you know like i guess what i'm trying to say is michelle i think will very much be able to stand up for herself Mm -hmm. but do it in a way that is she will not lose any of her grace while doing it she's an elementary school teacher i was handling like a room full of like 30 rowdy people (laughs) because like that is her element out of 30 like rowdy men might be worse than 30 she's also like lovely in person too like i've had people meet her in minnesota i haven't had i haven't had the pleasure of meeting her because like again like i thought katie there were times where katie was 100% performing. She I agree. was, this is my moment. I'm right. going to yell at these men. Mm-hmm. And Katie's not the first one who's done no. that. So I'm not trying to pile on Katie, mm-hmm. but I, I really think Michelle will be everything we love in a bachelorette and then yes. some by not losing any of her grace by doing so. I agree. And she will be empowered and stand up for herself mm-hmm. and, and be, be excellent. I, I re- agree. Really do. And I, I agree exactly with what you said about Katie. She's not the first one to do it, but I think sometimes people lose sight of what's happening and they fall into the trap of a TV show. Yeah. And I don't think Michelle is going to do that at all. Um, I'm so Tasha excited. She did a pretty for- good job of that too. Tasha. Oh, Tasha's pretty polished. I Tasha's one of my favorite bachelorettes. I think she's great. Big fan of her. But I okay. So back to Clayton, the next bachelor. Mm. We really don't know much about him, but yeah. Uh, I got it from inside the bubble, inside oh, the ooh. team. I was like, you know, why did you choose your next bachelor? Okay. I got, he really connected with some of Michelle's students who made an mm. appearance on the show. They loved him and he loved them. So mm. I don't know if that that's yeah. just a nugget about their next bachelor. Ben Higgins love- vibes. Because uh, that was when Ben Higgins won the room was when he was like a really good at the sex ed date. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. So I mean, it's not hard to be also, good with kids, he's is it? Like, <laughs> he's kind of like a jack of all trades and has like a lot of things going for him, like played for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they like, love their... They, they, the, yeah. the show loves themselves. Played uh, football. Uh, yeah. like an almost works. athlete, almost pro a athlete. Former yeah. athlete. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing. He fits the mold 
Oh my god, the bachelor he fits perfectly. The mold. But I think I, I like to think that one of my skills is being perceptive of people, and just from literally looking at photos of him and knowing nothing about him, he looks like a really nice guy. He does. Like he doesn't look like he's cheeseballing it. He doesn't look like he's putting it on for the cameras. He looks like a genuine nice guy. He looks like a nice guy. I I I going back to the bowl because it, maybe it's maybe it's Ben Higgins vibes. I mean, we got he's Instagramming his meal plans. He's like he packs a meal plan. It's very he's very he does also seem nice, but uh-huh. also incredibly broy. Uh-huh. A lot of like I, I'm really I'm just yeah. hoping that he brings more than table than platitudes and and being grateful for the experience. Right. And then talking about like his workout routines. I I, I I'm right. just a hundred percent. You know, um this obviously wasn't their first choice. Mm-hmm. You know, with timing. I you know it, it, The timing's tough with with yeah, production I, I think for whatever reason they opted not to go with Greg. I think they opted to not to go with a- Andrew. I think mm-hmm. uh, Michael. It's unclear. I think mm-hmm. my my sources say mm-hmm. that timing and it was just a personal challenge. It mm-hmm. just it didn't it didn't work out right. Uh, and but they seem to chose this Clayton guy over Greg and Andrew right. Um, for whatever the reasons are, yeah. and I just I just hope. Like Michael, I loved him. I interviewed him. Just dynamic and mm-hmm. introspective and interesting, mm-hmm. and had something to say mm-hmm. and knew how to articulate that. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm just hoping, because there has been a track record of not much depth, not much depth. <laughs> and I do think the show has changed, as we talked about it before. Bachelor Nation is expecting, and rightfully so, more of their men. Right. They mm-hmm. want more. It is not. This is not the same audience who fell in love with Sean Lowe. Right. Right. It's just not. Right. And and the boys that, you know, Batcher used to like to cast boys and turn them into men on TV. Mm-hmm. And that that is not what Batcher Nation wants anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've seen that through all these guys, you know, the Peters and the Matt James where you're like excited mm-hmm. only to be like, mm. right. These are boys. Right. And I and I hope they've casted a man. Yeah, I well said, Nick. I cannot agree more. And obviously, we haven't seen Michelle's season. We don't know why the producers fell in love with him. Hopefully, there's a compelling story there that makes us want to see more of him. But I would have loved to see Michael as The Bachelor. Yeah. I would have loved it. Um, I would not have loved to see Greg, my uh, personal opinion. I agree. So who knows why? I mean, you spoke to him. Who knows why Michael didn't do it. He's also a father. Maybe that played I into remain it. optimistic about the future and the possibilities of uh, who knows. Who knows? Who knows? But he, from face value, he seems like, seems like a, a nice guy. Um, Elizabeth, Nick. been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation. Please let the people know where they can find you, follow you, uh, read your stuff, and enjoy the great content you put out in the world. Thank you. So you can follow me on social media at eWagmeister and all of my work is at Variety, both in the magazine and Variety.com. And we just launched a new show at Variety called The Take. Yeah, it comes it out. Very good. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. It comes out every Friday. So go to Variety.com to watch The Take and we should have you on The Take. Happy to come. Okay, yeah. let's do that. All right. Holding you to it. 
No problem. Okay, we'll do uh, it. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We can't thank Elizabeth enough for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe, five-star review, all that fun stuff. Tomorrow we have Amelie Zilber uh, with a, a fantastic episode, uh, an incredible uh, uh, young woman with so much uh, to offer and just really... Uh, you know, she's of the TikTok community, but not what you'd normally expect. She's doing more than dancing, people, and uh, really enjoyed my conversation with Amelie. Don't forget to check out our Ask Nick episodes every Monday if you're interested in, in people's dating stories, uh, their fears, their challenges, a, a lot of a, a lot of relatable experiences, and be sure to check that out. And next week, Bachelor in Paradise fans, we have the, the wonderful Bree and Kit. Breaking down next episode of Bachelor in Paradise. You won't want to miss that. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Oh, just keep listening for Amelie. Amelie is literally, the episode is out. Just keep listening. Great. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>